This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap with me, Dipanjana Pal and Rajeshri Sen. We are back after episode one and thank you everyone who listened. Thank you everyone who wrote in. I'm happy to report that as many as 10 people got the answer right. And the answer was that Amitabh Ghosh, Tun Tun, and who was the third person I said? Yul Brynner. The three of them have the same birthday. In no specific order, Pokemon, Alicia Keys, Kandil Baloch, Tam Brams, and India's Next Top Model. Now, I'm going to say to you, Ms. Zen. Yes. What would you like to start with? The Tamram boy. Okay, so uh, first of all, I had not heard about it, but uh, we've it's a uh, group called Culture Machine, which has a series of videos which they've launched called the Sassy Sister series of videos. And the first video is this song called The Tamram Boy. And it's written by Sophia Ashraf, right? Who, uh, yeah, and Sophia Ashraf is an environmental activist and a feminist, and she also wrote that very uh, like popular song, which uh, was Kodak, Kodak Anal Wont. Yeah. And before that, she had written another song about Dao. The video is basically of, it's like uh, three, it's a girl band, who's in a, what you would see in a Trinkas or, you know, An a nightclub. old school cabaret. Yeah, old school cabaret. These three women are singing a song to a Tam Bram boy. I just want to grab you by your tail and pull you close. I want to get your beauty on all my clothes. I don't know whether everybody knows Tamrams are basically Tamil Brahmins. Okay, so uh, the... First of all, the song, even when I saw it the first time, I thought it's a song where they are making fun of Tamil Brahmins because for people who don't know, Tamil Brahmins consider themselves as the most elite and pure of the races in India and most probably the world if they were given a choice. And it is uh, like they, they seem to be very proud of their caste. I think they were also identified particularly because of the politics of Tamil Nadu where being yeah. a Brahmin or being a Dalit it became a very important distinction with, you know, Periyar and people like that. Exactly. So, but when you hear the song and watch it, these girls are serenading this boy who's supposed to be a Tamil Brahmin boy. Now, when I saw it, I thought that, oh, they are trying to make fun of him. But when I read the description of the song, the song is actually seriously praising a Tambram boy. And it's about the emancipation of women and that women should be allowed to speak about uh, the sex objects in their life, which is all fine and dandy. But uh, what... But it brings to mind a word that is a mouthful and like many words brought into conversation by academia, really ugly. However important. Intersectionality. What you see in this video is an intersection actually between a kind of feminism and a complete ignorance of caste. Yeah. And you cannot have that because if you're going to be progressive in one side, to be regressive on the other is like taking one step forward and 15 steps back. Also, I find it very surprising that uh, anyone can be, anyone who has received a certain level of education and exposure can be so 
oblivious and ignorant to caste politics and to know that you shouldn't be idolizing brahmins or deriding dalits like it's a very weird discourse to have and uh, there was a lot of backlash which happened and sofia ashraf posted let me be very clear it's not an apology a lot of people told me she's posted an apology she's posted she has not posted an apology i'll read it's the sentence i'll read the sentence that uh, refers directly to what could be considered an apology it doesn't validate some of their hateful comments against an entire community but i think their agenda isn't entirely misplaced and i understand where they're coming from is what i'm saying what i'm saying is she should go into politics this is great it yeah. means nothing um i do think what has happened with this video though is privilege playing out at its most emphatic yeah a bunch of people who are incredibly privileged and would like to be progressive have just not even considered what they're doing when they turn around and start fetishizing things like the uh, sacred thread that the tambrams are signified like by it's like singing a song about loving someone from the ku klux klan but singing it seriously like saying i really like the fact that you're a skinhead or i like the did fact you that you just like an atambram to a person from the ku klux klan that's a little mm, excessive no but i'm just saying but sometimes you need i think for something like this you need an excessive parallel also i uh, we had discussed this film last time which is uh, brahman naman which is about tam all the key characters are tamil brahmins and what that film did beautifully was parody this entire superiority complex that tamil brahmins have and that they feel that they will get defiled if a lower caste shadow falls on them and that is coming from a position of uh, being aware of your surroundings and realities and i just find it a little sad that someone like sofia ashraf who has done interesting work and intelligent work before has uh, not just she it's the entire group after that's all that's the thing i mean it's a little unfair to put all the blame on her because while she has written the lyrics and the lyrics are among the more offensive things in the film uh, in the video and the song as well not the film um she's not alone there is a singer who agreed to this there's culture machine Which is who's what's funded odd, it that nobody realized that oh my god are we being offensive to and what it means to not pick up a tamilian boy but to pick up a tamilian brahmin boy yeah. like i'm amazed that that didn't strike and it also reminds me of something that i've felt for many years because you know in the last uh, in the last 5 7 years we've seen a growing interest in comedy and different kinds of satire and i feel like satire gets bandied about as an idea without people actually understanding what it is because satire is the use of exaggeration to expose stupidity exactly. it is not to glorify that stupidity and make it seem awesome that's not the point of satire so speaking of sex objects it was a sad sad week in some ways well in many ways we've had a lot of very horrible grim things happening in this country but news came in of 
uh, a young woman by the name of Kandil Baloch being murdered by her own brother. Now, I don't think I actually need to explain to anybody who Kandil Baloch is, but being a journalist, I will, because you never just throw in a name, you explain who they are. So I've been watching the news items that have been coming out on Baloch, and they have almost all without expect, exception, described her as the Pakistani Poonam Pandey. Um, I have a problem with this because uh, this woman had a very distinct identity of her own. And mm. whether or not you choose to acknowledge it when she was alive, I think it would be respectful to do it to her when she's died, especially under the circumstances mm. that she's died. Kandil Baloch was a model. She was an internet celebrity. And she's probably the first person in Pakistan to use the internet for purely chabbying purposes, hmm. right? Uh, and from a female sexual point of view, there are very, very good Twitter parody accounts that are from Pakistan that poke fun at the hmm. politics and social uh, norms and stuff. But there was something far more basic about what Kandil Baloch was doing um, using social media. Um, she was provoking every person, whether they're liberal or they're conservative, to an equal extent. And that, as anyone who has tried to provoke will tell you, is very, very hard to do. Now, Kandil was ultimately murdered, like I said, by her own family member. Her younger brother uh, gave her a tablet and then strangled her. And the tablet was his attempt at being humanitarian, I'm yeah. told. He said he shouldn't feel anything. Yay. She's just dead. Yeah. That's a minor like, shouldn't detail. shouldn't feel anything. Thank and you. the reason why he did it is that she was bringing dishonor to the family. Now, what's interesting also and worth noting is that according to Pakistani laws, an honor killing is treated different from a murder. So one thing only, thankfully, the father is the person who filed the FIR against the, his son. And the state has now stepped in and said that the father cannot forgive the son. But I think more than... She's dead now. But uh, more than even the fact that she was an internet sensation and all that, her life is very interesting and impressive because she was married off underage against her wishes. She wasn't allowed to complete her education. She got pregnant within a year. When her child was one year old, she left her husband. This is all in Pakistan. Just imagine this. She left her husband. She went to a women's shelter. The women's shelter told her that you have to give up your... Ideally, if you let your husband look after your son it's easier for you to get a job job she got a job she finished her matric she finished her BA and then she took part in Pakistan Idol actually and she was a bit of a drama queen so when she didn't qualify she had like a meltdown on TV and then she realized the strength of television and publicity and uh, she took on like a Malvi which is actually where... She didn't the, take him on as much as get embroiled in a controversy yeah. surrounding him. But it's just very sad that her independence and the fact that she has done what most women... I know even in India will not... Few women would walk out of such a bad marriage from the kind of background. It's also, it's not just from. India. I think anywhere in the world, yeah. getting married very young, I yeah. mean... it. Women get married in their teens in America, in Europe. Mm. It is not just a South Asian mm. phenomenon. 
uh, getting out of any marriage, particularly one that is abusive, yeah. is extremely difficult. And to come out, what I really admired about her, and I really didn't know much about her until mm. she died, which is sad. Like me, yeah. Um, I knew nothing, in fact, aside from her offers to strip for Afridi, mm. and I thought, oh, whatever. Mm. But um, now that I have sort of read a lot about her, I am filled with admiration for a woman who can go through all of that and yet put on the performance yeah. that she has for her social media persona because that is that is true strength for me yeah and also i felt that here was a woman who would like her parents had not supported her when she wanted out of the marriage when she started earning she was supporting her parents and uh, which is what her father said that my son hasn't paid a penny to look after us and she has and today she's dead but at the end of the day a woman has been killed because of the her public persona and uh, all of us i also feel there's another thing i'd like to comment on you've been seeing we've been seeing this a lot on twitter especially where everyone's commenting on it and that oh india is so superior we are not not only are we not superior i think uh, it's a it's something of sadness that we can't actually point to somebody like Kandil Baloch in our uh, publicity and celebrity space. Yeah. Everyone is so-called squeaky clean. Um, nobody prods the beast the way she did. Yeah. The other thing about Kandil Baloch uh, that I was quite fascinated by is the power of glamour to change where you're coming from. Kandil Baloch was able to completely lose all signifiers yeah. of where she was from because of the glamour industry. Yeah. Which brings me to... So there's this new show, on, not new show, it's the second series on MTV India. It's India's Next Top Model. And this is a syndicated version of America's Next Top Model, which is, I think, in its 21st season in... Uh, in the states and twenty um, second, I, I think. Yeah, could be twenty second season. So it's. Been I know running, it's twenty second because yeah. I'm following the American yeah, one, baby. Exactly. So uh, it's just very engrossing because I find uh, most Indian reality shows very engrossing because the judges are quite bizarre, as are the contestants. But Who in, are the judges? So the judges over here are. Okay, first I'll tell you the American judge and host is Tyra Banks. So, Smize, baby. Yes. So now the thing is that we don't like reinventing things too much when we syndicate a show over here. So we have, instead of Tyra Banks, we have Lisa Hayden. Now I'll get to why it's impressive that she's there, but there's uh, Lisa Hayden, there's Neeraj Gaba, who's a stylist, who I've never heard of before, Dabu Ratnani, who's a very well-known photographer, and Anusha, Anushka Dandikar. So the interesting part is that uh, how similar we've tried to keep both the the Indian version to the American one. But it's probably syndicated, so they probably syndi- have no, to. No, no, but no? we've tried to keep it similar in various ways, like even the look of the judge and host is the same. So that's a little extreme. So, so Lisa Hayden looks like Tyra Banks now. Well, in a way, I'll get to why, because Tyra Banks is basically, Tyra Banks is the creator of America's Next Top Model, and she is the host of it and the main judge. Now, Tyra Banks is a black 
model and it uh, actually the modeling industry has always seen a lot of exotic models so whether they are black whether they are indian like there was uh, michael kane's wife also had shakira shakira yeah so it's all quite interesting the diversity that you saw in the fashion industry in the indian fashion industry though we've really seen of course there was a madhu sapre but that was pretty much the only sort of dark person you saw everyone else was very lily white and gorgeous of course but uh, we have lisa hayden as the judge and host of this one and lisa hayden is very stunning looking and she is very dark now uh, there are 13 models who are being shortlisted for this okay sure and, and they've done modeling before or they're just some have modeled before most have not modeled before but what is interesting now i don't know whether they made a concerted effort to do this which i think they would have they made sure every possible demographic has been covered but that's so, great yeah which is what impressed me that you have dark skin people you have short people you have fair people you have people from the northeast you have muslims you have two people who have self harmed which i found a little bizarre and i did not think should be highlighted but it was highlighted but as long as it's highlighted with them agreeing to yeah, it yeah yeah so uh, the emphasis on dark skin throughout i thought is very important so even when they are judging the models they keep telling them that you know your skin is beautiful i love the fact that you are not that fair and it's so nice to see a dark skin model lisa hayden keeps emphasizing how she has made it in the modeling industry now i see that skin. you're uh, you're picking on this because she keeps highlighting her cocoa complexion i want to know from my point of view yeah. are there fat women Yes so they yes. aren't fat no they aren't fat fat women See, I but i understand this women. is the same way i feel like a fat athlete unless you're a sumo wrestler would not make sense if you're in the modeling industry i do not agree no so if you're in the modeling industry i don't think if you're going to be a supermodel in a very uh, balanced fair world maybe there are super sized models but uh, the models that you see here you had skinny ones but you also had people who were so muscular and they are no one near skinny or slim okay, i just want tall. to uh, not related to india's next top mm-hmm. model but i do want to make one point because this is something that i have heard before that you know you're a model you're in the beauty industry and therefore you must be a certain kind of body type now here's why i disagree with this two things uh, modeling is a very varied profession not everybody has to be a runway model but this um, is runway model even if you are hmm. being a runway model we'll get there but hmm. one modeling is a varied industry so you can be in beauty shoots which have absolutely yeah. nothing to do with your figure and have everything to do with your face hmm. your bone structure and your skins so skins i said hmm. anyway your skin um so whether you are fat or not should not have a point there the other thing is that whether you're talking about runway or generally fashion modeling i think we need to keep in mind that this is a service that is produced to woo customers into buying things a model is not a work of art being put for aesthetic purposes alone she or he is given the task of selling certain products and showcasing those products i think there is everything wrong if those uh those people who are going to sell the products are going to be unrealistic looking what is wrong with being slightly tubby and selling a handbag 
but over here they aren't selling a handbag they are modeling they are it's on the runway and i could understand why it would be difficult for someone who is overweight to do it because one of the tasks and you have to be light to do this task is which i thought was quite cruel actually they were hoisted up on two wires and they had to strike a pose in front of a billboard which is so they are hoisted up 25 feet so they have to balance their body weight and even these some of the very slim models said that the pain that they felt in their pelvic area was unbearable because it has nothing to do with weight it has to do with core strength yeah but if you trust me if you're 60 kgs like i am you will not be able to i'm just, just saying i've never known core strength with my belly but that's not no, really no, the point i just i just feel that it's all fine to be of course all sizes should be represented and so on but if i am designing an outfit for the ramp and i want a certain kind of look i will want that kind of look what i feel is a step forward is that at least we are not fascinated by white skin anymore and that a show which is purely about modeling is carrying on stressing this and a lot of the girls who were taking part were from small towns they were from there was an nri who's come back just to take part which was a Dear little worrying to listener worried. if only you knew the horror on sri's face yeah. as she said an nri i had come why would you come back to take part in a india's next top model but whatever whatever gets your goat but uh, more than that so this is something this is the part which impressed me that there is you are seeing people from across india you're seeing different looks they did keep emphasizing the fact that even the northeastern girls said that you know people think i'm chinese and they there's a little bit of humor in it and it is good that this fascination with fair skin and bleaching and becoming fairer and fairer and fairer is not being stressed on at all in fact the opposite but just as i was getting impressed they had a final task where a model a guest model came in to show these girls how to walk up and down stairs wearing 5 inch heels and the girls watched her walk up the stairs and down this was the model alicia raut who's a supermodel and she walked up these stairs and she walked down these stairs and the girls looked at her as if she had just cured cancer <laughs> and i just it just amazed me that but then it's a skill set i suppose uh, but in the world before her mark robinson has this moment when he wants women to walk for him hmm. and they have to wear little shorts and they're made to put a bedsheet on their heads with holes yes i've seen like that. either like casper the friendly ghost or half a ku klux klan and they can't fall basically so compared to that this is classy yeah. so i do cool. want to say one thing about antm which is america's next top model mm. and tyra banks's show uh cycle 22 the winner is a deaf mute boy yeah so, so that's the one that they're showing right now yeah. on axn if you want to see it it's on air right now uh that show is unbelievably fluffy and superficial but yeah. at the same time the fact that it does bring people from tiny towns in other parts of america that does she does you know emphasize certain attitudes like there was one series in which there was a homophobe who was one of the yeah. contestants and she put him down and how uh that a deaf mute young yeah. man will win you know it's really uplifting to see stuff like that 
I don't. So I mean, I, maybe that's just my inner care but it makes me feel good. No, so I think India's next top model is at least trying to be a little bit more thoughtful in the way they've created the program and the way they are, the kind of representation they've got. But then there's always the model climbing the stairs. We cannot talk about pop culture this week without talking about Pokemon Go. Have you played it, Rajashree Sen? No, and I will not. Why will you not? On principle, I will not. <laughs> Why? No, I just find these kind of games which get you sucked into a phone or a computer. Into an a augmented little... reality. Yes, I find them a little uh, silly, but that's just me. It doesn't matter because everybody is playing this. No, well, game. there are two things, right? One is that um, there have been a lot of articles about Pokemon Go really sort of bringing people out of the house. Who'd have thunk that a video game yeah. in that sense would and into do that? traffic. Yes. And people have, I think, died also attempting to play the phone outside their homes because you have to. The whole point for those who don't know, the two people in the planet who perhaps don't mm. know about Pokemon Go, it's, a, it's what they call an augmented reality game where you essentially take your phone out, the camera is on, and you go scanning places around you and you will see characters pop up. Our producer, Karthik Nijhawan has done this and this is what the Indian does with a game that's supposed to take you out walking. He plays it in the cab. Isn't but then it genius? These are the things that in the third world you have to do these things. So this is why we love Karthik. But well, there are many reasons why we love Karthik, but this is one of them. This is a life hack for Pokemon Go. But there are there are two things that did strike me about this game. It is actually getting people out of their rooms, out of their houses which most mobile and computer app-based things don't do. Uh, what worries me about it, though, and by the way, I've read like these, I will, uh, you should look down at the links that we've provided. There's, there are people who are saying that Pokemon Go could help with autism. It's helping with a whole bunch of things, apparently. However, what worries me about this game is, first of all, the fact that nobody cares about the geographical bias this game is officially not available to Indians. To yeah. download it, you have to pretend you're in the US. Yeah. I do not understand how the internet divides and continues biases that were applicable back in the days when you could not connect online. But I think they're uh, launching uh, India, like one which yes, is but going why to be would available you, in India. That's but what I was why saying. would you have a version that is US only? That's ridiculous. That's it's an internet I... app. It's something that has to be downloaded using, using a medium that is equally accessed everywhere in the world. iTunes does this all the time. Apple has done this forever. Mm. It continues to do it in many cases that India uses, users outside the white world, as I like to call mm. it, but essentially not, it's not purely Caucasian. Mm. It's the Western world of Europe and America. They're the only ones who get access to it. The other thing, though, and the more, um, the more philosophical bent that I have so far as Pokemon Go is concerned is that it's affecting or it's, a, it's representative of how we're seeing the world today. We look for certain things. You're going to scan a scenery and you will not see anything but that Pikachu or That's Squirt what, so, or whatever else no, you're looking for. which is why for. I don't understand what is the point of it getting people out because they aren't noticing anything else. Well, they'll get vitamin D. I, yeah. But the thing is that our ability to see what is around us 
is constantly something that is, uh, it's like a social construct. Because there are, it's not that you notice everything that your eye uh, gazes upon. The brain is constantly making choices. Like right now, I am choosing to focus on you looking at me mm. rather than the microphone that's mm. in front of you or the wall that's behind you or the colors that are mm. behind you. What Pokemon Go is doing is making people less attentive to the larger picture so you will only see what you want to see and that to me is really worrying so there's one video which i would really recommend everyone to watch especially it's called 23 ways to be killed if you're black in america it's been uh, created by alicia keys who's a musician and who sang that amazing yeah, new, york. new york with yeah, new york and uh, she's part of this she's created this thing called the we are here movement which is a camp which is an organization which has various campaigns across the world such as female working uh, against female genital mutilation the saving children from boko haram and so on but she this video has celebrities from Bono to Rihanna to uh, Jennifer Hudson, Pink, uh, Beyonce, and they simply are reading out the various things which can get you killed in America if you're black. Failing to signal a lane change. Riding in your girlfriend's car with a child in the back. This is uh, following the recent events of... Uh, what was his name, Castile, and uh, also the shootings which happened after that in America. And I think it's part of the whole Black Lives Matter yeah. movement that has been gaining ground. It's good to see celebrities get together and do something like this because it makes a difference if a bono says something. And uh, maybe one day we'll see our Indian celebrities do something as relevant. No, no, we have Tambram boys to last after. Yes. Focus. So sad. So okay. do watch this. Yes, do watch it. It is a really beautiful video. And if you're feeling like uh, catching up on Alicia Keys, there's Jay-Z with her and Jay-Z singing New York. Fallen, which was from 2001, her breakout hit. Beautiful song. But uh, anyway, yes, do see it. We are now running out of time. And that's why I'm going to do this really quickly. Since we've been talking about modeling and other such uh, glamorous activities... I want our dear listeners and trivia hounds to give me the name of the person who in 1952, despite being married, ended up being a Miss Universe contestant from India. Hint, her son is one of our most uh, celebrated photographers today. Hmm. Actually, that... That clue might actually have confused you more than helped yeah, you. But anyway, write us with your write to us with your answers, with your comments, and uh, to everyone who wrote in the last time, thank you. Like I'd said before, and we'll be getting in touch with you. Um, I'd like to also take this moment to thank uh, Karthik for sitting through all of this, and for Anilji for <laughs> Anil thank Kumar you. who records our podcast and somehow tolerates us for all the time that we do this. But before we end, remember, independent media needs you to pay for it because when corporations pay, corporations are served. And when the public pays, the public is served, which is my way of asking you to subscribe to News Laundry because we're awesome. And look, we gave you a really fun podcast, right? So please hit subscribe. And if for some reason you don't like us, then subscribe to other independent media. But do your bit. 
and we will see you next week thank you miss sen thank you miss pal it's a wrap catch all new episodes of the awful and awesome entertainment wrap on newslaundry.com follow us on facebook and twitter 